Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Mass workout. I feel energized. That's what's up. Getting back on my shit for real, even though I've been saying that for like six weeks. <laughs> Actually, probably like six months, but you know. <laughs> who's keeping track? Here we are. <laughs> anyway, we're here. Guess who's back? Yo. Back speaking of speaking of being back, I think my crush on you has gone up since you got the blue hair. I'm like, that shit don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. Okay, man. You know what? It. A lot of people have been fucking with it, and I really, honestly, like when I had the idea, it sounded good, and then when I went through with it, I was like, I feel like people are about to start looking at me like I'm ratchet now. But I've had like compliments from older women, which really surprises me. It's a good look. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was, like I was like, man, I gotta tell her that shit is dope. Like <laughs> real shit. I think as long as I can keep it styled right, like, it'll be, you know, it'll stay cute. Also, I think, like, the pictures that you're, you're taking, the colors are making it pop even better. Yeah. So, it was like, all right, yeah, she killing this shit. Yeah, I definitely planned the green sweater picture because I was like, this green is going to, it's going to compliment, you know, I'm trying. I'm you know, trying. do it a little bit. Do a glow up a little bit, a mini glow up. I also realized I have a lot of good looking friends. That shit is very it's, that shit is dope. I mean birds of a feather. Yep. Then you got me. A weirdo. Shut your ass up. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't do anything this weekend. I did make a very big purchase. Balling. So bonus came through. And this three pay, pay periods this fucking oh, month. Shit. So this second one just came through too. Oh shit. Stunting <laughs> is a motherfucking habit. Get like me. <laughs> Yo, so I got a H6 Zoom that we're gonna start using. And then also we'll be able to do like remote stuff. So we won't have to necessarily be in the studio. We can post up somewhere, make the shit poppin'. Be able to have a couple of guests. Um, Upgrade. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm going to try to play with it uh, during Christmas. That way, whenever we do record again, I should be able to use that. Did we hear back from Google? Waiting to hear. Still? I thought it was supposed to be. It's supposed to be this week sometime. Okay. Now, I, I went back and I looked and I was like. At first, I thought it was supposed to be yesterday. Yeah. So I was checking all yesterday, and then I read the initial email, and it was, we're still waiting to hear. Okay. But fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We're going to claim it. Mm-hmm. Two touching the green. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing on this word. <laughs> There's power in numbers. <laughs> Look at us. 
backslide creature. <laughs> <laughs> I would not call myself a backslider. I'm just I'm just um, spiritual. Church is just on the back burner. How about that? Oh, so you put God on the back burner. I see my no, sister. No, no. Not God. <laughs> the church. church. His people, <laughs> allegedly. It's a difference. It is a difference. There is a difference. I think if you have a personal relationship with uh, the supreme being, mm-hmm. then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot of the fake people who say that they... But I mean, I guess that's like anything... Most of the people that say they're your best friends or whatever ain't shit. Yeah. So why would it be any different with these so-called best friends Church of members, Christ? Exactly. <laughs> Church members are people too. Right. <laughs> they just as shitty. Um. Speaking of which, we're gonna start like because this is gonna be our Christmas episode. Yep. Tis the season. Yep. And uh. The title I was thinking of is Ho Ho Hell. (laughs) 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 I got that from Mr. Stanford Wilson because I called him uh, Santa Claus after he gave me my check. He said, Ho Ho Hell. (laughs) And I was like, that shit sound like a dope ass fucking title. He is such a fucking Grinch, bro. (laughs) Like anytime he says something, I'll be like, bye, humbug. But, yeah, let's let's get you ho ho hoes together on this jolly Christmas ride that we got uh-huh. for today. Scamming through the snow. So are we gonna start on the war on Christmas or favorite Christmas songs? Which <clears throat> one do you want to start on? Let's start with the war on Christmas. Okay, that's kind of uh, the topic we were talking about. These fake ass Christians. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody always does the whole like it's a war on Christmas mm-hmm. and all this shit, but. Yo, Christmas be popping from November 1st on. It really do. Like, Halloween, them skeletons go away, and you start seeing Santa Claus and uh, nativity scenes everywhere. Oh, hell yeah. Last year, the day after Thanksgiving, my room was decorated. Like, it was outrageous. I had a little mini Christmas tree. It was white. I had a little sign that said, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. It was white and sparkly. Then I had a little glitzy reindeer and i had my little led lights and i had my wreath and i had like it was winter wonderland up in my fucking room last year it was day after thanksgiving um on the other hand i have a charlie brown christmas tree on my uh table Um, little skimpy tree yep on purpose i like those charlie brown christmas trees though i think they're cute and then plus having cooper i'm afraid to have an actual tree yeah with because ornaments. that and that motherfucker pee all over that shit yeah that's true he's like oh we got a tree in here <laughs> Bad nigga. oh this a tree tree <laughs> <laughs> yo we ain't gotta go outside no more <laughs> so nah, um everybody always acts like it's a war on christmas and that people don't want to take Christ out of Christmas and people want to have happy holidays and Donald Trump is bringing back. Oh, fuck, I said his name. <laughs> um, he who should not be mentioned is bringing back uh, Christmas for the real Christians. Girl. Yes. If you waiting on Donald Trump to bring some spirituality back, <laughs> you're going to be waiting a while, my G. Hell yeah. Um, But just the idea that... <clears throat> What is it about evangelicals that want to be persecuted so fucking bad? I don't fucking know. It's it's another one of those like 
left out of oppression type things like it's like we want to be oppressed too people i think i think what it is is like and i feel like we've said this before but people see other people in outrage and they just want to be a part but but this is not like you're like evangelicals are the most they're the only ones pretty much that be (laughs) yeah having these issues but i just don't get it wait do i sound weird Mm, talk again do i sound weird it kind of sounds like your mic it's not on it's out but it's picking up what up having one of them weird ass inception moments bro it's like every week i forget how to record (laughs) it's like i'll be like i don't know what the fuck i'm supposed to do and and it's like yo is this shit really happening or am i fucking just losing it um Um, but yeah i I definitely think it is part of that being left out of oppression mm -hmm. but i think it's also like you know, like when you talk to somebody who's like balling, yeah, and then they'd be like, "Well, I mean, I'm just middle class." Be like, "Bro, you make three hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. You're not middle class. You ain't hurting at all, right?" And they'd be like, "No, we, we, we ain't the same. <laughs> we not in the same tax bracket. We are not the same. <laughs> I understand that. Why don't you? <laughs> it's almost like that. It's like, yo, you're the most powerful uh, demographic." in uh voting demographic block in the united states politics Mm -hmm. people literally cater their whole message to you you are not oppressed they just want to relate to the majority and it's so weird because it's like they only want to relate in in the worst ways though and then they also want i feel like it's like a little bit of guilt behind it i think it is i think that's part of it but i also think that for some reason they want to act like it's more like liberal and left left leaning people than it is. This nation is conservative as fuck. Yes, it is. And the idea that the lefties want to change stuff, you're only talking about probably fifteen percent. Yeah. And most liberals will not say they're liberal. They'll say something like, "I'm a moderate." Moderate, yeah. Because they don't want to be labeled as a liberal. Exactly. They don't want to be stigmatized. Conservatives um, don't do that. They're like, no, I'm conservative as hell. They sure do. And they stand on that shit. They be proud as fuck. Um, so what are, what are some things that have, that have caused people to, to say that we are having a war on Christmas? Um, do you think, or, or that you've seen? The most recent example is when people are saying that, uh, people are protesting against, uh, baby it's cold outside yeah I've, that um last year was a whole big thing about the damn starbucks cups um they yeah. did like a holiday cup that was red and I, everybody was why are you forcing this on us and why and it's just like but that's <laughs> like if that's the oppression that you're talking about i will gladly take that instead of being fearful of police killing me Right. Like, bro. Oh, a cup is the wrong color. Oh, that shit must be tough. Like, what are we talking about? But the whole baby is cold outside thing. Let's just be honest. That shit is kind of creepy. When you think about it, but to me, like, I think it's overstated on both sides about <clears throat> like just how creepy it is. It is. But 
the idea that you're gonna own the lips uh, uh, by making them listen to a song for two hours straight. I just, I just, the for one, I never, never thought about the lyrics of that song that deeply. But then when I did this past week, I just felt like I felt like it was still more of a flirting thing. Like, sure, it was, it was. When you think about it, it was kind of like, okay, like he is doing a lot. But to me, it felt more flirty than rapey. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like she was, she was playing hard to get. I agree with you, but I'm just saying it's creepy. (laughs) I'm not saying it's even like rapey. I'm just saying it's creepy. Creepy. Hmm. I think we can all agree if a guy is trying to uh, make sure that you don't leave. And make sure you keep drinking. It's creepy. It honestly, there's just so many. The bad thing is that in 50 standards, the world was so fucked up that that shit ain't creepy in 50 standards. Yeah, that's true. That's really what that was. Where that's the real really misogyn- what the issue is. Misogynism was at. Um, that's really what the real issue is. The world was so fucked up in the 50s that yeah. everybody was like, oh, "You're getting mad about this." Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. It's just, I'm just, everybody just calm down. Stop trying to find reasons to be mad. Like, you know what I'm saying? It'd be different if we found out that the fucking people who recorded the shit, the dude was peeing on girls and whatnot. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then we could be in an uproar the way we are right now about Mr. Kelly. But, um, it just wasn't, it's just not that deep to me. It's a non-fucking fact. I heard a, um. A lady in in the store yesterday near my counter, she greeted one of her friends that she ran into, and she was just like, um, first she said Merry Christmas. She was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Happy holidays. Is that what we're supposed to say now? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, it's so fucking corny. <laughs> I think, like, that's what the main thing is to me. It's like, really? They're making something out of nothing. I- Happy holidays is not offensive, and neither is Merry Christmas. If you say Merry Christmas to somebody who does not um is not religious or doesn't believe in jesus it's not offensive right and they don't get mad bro like I it's don't just think... if, like if somebody says hasalam alaikum to you right. like so like along my g <laughs> like, <laughs> and keep it moving you know what i'm saying like that's just the, what they that's subscribe to so that's how they agree it's not to to cut down whatever you believe to or believe in. But that's that's the even bigger thing. Like that I don't think that Christians understand. Atheists and agnostics celebrate Christmas. Everybody pretty much celebrates Everybody Christmas. Everybody participates in Christmas in some right. kind of way. And even if like it's people whether have, it's the decorating or the gift giving or the party goings or right. the nobody's gonna be like, Whoa, I'm not gonna take that gift. The bro. eating right, like no, I will not come to your Christmas dinner. Right. <laughs> But you know what it is? It's because Christians are the only ones that view this as a holy holiday. So you think that everybody, if they don't believe in the shit you believe, that they're attacking your faith. It's just like fucking, it's honestly like any other major American or or global holiday. It's a we, secular holiday We all point. use it as a reason to just get together and eat and drink. It's, like. just, it's just like how on uh, St. Patrick's Day, we're all Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking green beer and shit. Ain't nobody be like, whoa, bro. <laughs> I don't, I need to see what part of Ireland your family came from. <laughs> Everybody's just like, yo, let's turn the fuck up. It's, yeah. It's a holiday, bro. Let's just turn the fuck up. Right. 
let it let it be what you want it to be and that's it don't be mad that no one else is on the same page as you just have a good time be happy tis the season to be jolly motherfuckers now the funniest thing is when people say I don't say Xmas yeah and it's because you're taking the Christ out of uh, Christmas Christmas you like you idiot X means Christ (laughs) (laughs) and honestly like that's that that to me is is probably the safest thing to say to anybody because it's it's just the most universal right and then also let's not act like Jewish people don't exist and have a holiday roughly around the same time we'll be like you're saying happy holidays because it's four motherfucking holidays in this month we got Kwanzaa oh <laughs> since we're here <laughs> uh oh uh, have you ever celebrated Kwanzaa? Nope. I have not. I celebrated. We celebrated a bullshit Kwanzaa one year. But it was like we couldn't have black candles because the black candles are of the devil. But that was because your sister's husband or... wasn't? Isn't he... What is he? Nigerian? Yeah, but they... Kwanzaa aren't is, they heavy Kwanzaa? I don't know. Kwanzaa is a very what country is heavy Kwanzaa? African American. It's a ba- we we created. It's not that. an African thing. It's no. us. Oh yeah. shit! We created that shit. <laughs> oh and, no! So it's hotep. So it's hotep. <laughs> it's it's walking that line. It's it's up there. Like it's not exactly. It's just the black version of Twelve Days of Christmas. It's it's a hodgepodge of different shit. But I'm gonna Google it so we can explain to the people what Kwanzaa is for those who um, might not be as cultured or hotel. like us. <laughs> like Kwanzaa. Let's see what Google is going to. I think tell it was us. only started in like the 1960s. Um, Kwanzaa 2018 in the United States of America will begin on Wednesday, December 26th. And ends on January first. I thought it was a oh, it's a seven day thing. Man, okay. we, we losing our black <laughs> fuck that all more. up. <laughs> we losing our black card more and more as this goes on. It's held in the United States and and other nations of the African diaspora in the Americas and lasts a week. The ce- celebration honors African heritage in African American culture and is observed from December twenty sixth to January first. Culminating a feast and gift giving, Kwanzaa has seven core principles. Those principles are. Oh shit! The only one that I I have participated in is like the one that you're supposed to promote black commerce. Like, cause there's always a lot of Kwanzaa. Yeah, that's the only one that I remember. Um, Umoja is unity which is to strive for and to maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Kujichagolia is self-determination, to define and name ourselves as well as to create and speak for ourselves. Ujima is collective work and responsibility. Maybe that's the one. No, I feel like it's still Umoja. That's unity. Um, unity! Ujima 
is to build and maintain our community together and make our brothers and sisters' problems our problems and to solve them together. Ujama, which is cooperative economics, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them together. Ooh, I got something to say about that because I have like a bomb-ass idea. Uh, Naya purpose is to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Yeah. Kumba is creativity to do always as much as we can in the way that we can in order to leave our community community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited. And Imani is faith to believe with all our hearts and in our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. Maybe we should celebrate Kwanzaa. It's hoteppy, but I can get with this uh, level of ho temperature. It's hoteppy, but it it is like it's it's. We might as well not. It's w- all the shit that we stand for. We might, <laughs> right, like we might as well not waste the holiday too. <laughs> and then of course we can guilt people by whoa, bro, I'm celebrating Kwanzaa right now, <laughs> <laughs> and be extra as fuck. Like, let's reclaim Kwanzaa the way that Christians are rec- trying to reclaim. Uh, we could have a Christmas. Kwanzaa social. That sounds real. That's mm, that's too much. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I thought it was pretty fucking good idea. It's like, oh, yeah, we can do that shit. That sounds like a lot of the wrong kind of niggas in close, nah, man, close shit, quarters. When then we could start popping off these remote episodes. we like, yo, this shit is black, black. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's Kwanzaa. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's why it's happy holidays. Oh, shout out to my, I think Hanukkah ended last week. So shout out to our, uh, our Hebrew brothers and sisters. Hanukkah. <laughs> Yo, another, all right. We're gonna, I was going to talk about this later, but you know who actually was woke as fuck about like, teaching uh jewish holidays rugrats that's the only reason why i know about hanukkah just, and passover that's where i just got that shit from when uh <laughs> what was the little girl named angelica yeah. no the white girl huh? yeah angelica wait what was the what was the black Susie. Susie. um damn every time i think of her i think of, yeah my name is Susie. um yeah, Rugrats was Rugrats did that. I think they were my like first introduction to Jewish culture. Yeah, to Hanukkah because they did it dope. Like it wasn't overall preachy. It was just like, oh, that's a different like Tommy's half Jewish. So mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. so that's how you. Get I mean, their fucking last names. The fuck Chucky's parents was what Lipshit or the twins' parents was Lipshits. Like, no, that uh, Lipshits was the therapist. Okay, their. What were the they twins? all had weird names. Now, we Chucky's last name shit. was Finster. I do remember that. What Tommy was, was Pickles. Dude, Tommy's dad had the fucking Jewish nose like a motherfucker. I think his mom was the Jewish one. Was she? Redheads? Mm-hmm. I thought most remember, Jews were like super remember, dark haired. You remember his grandparents on his mom's sides were the ones that spoke Yiddish. Oh, shit. Because grandpa... uh. Grandpa was uh, Stu's dad. Stu and uh, Angelica's daddy's dad. Bruh. Grandpa <laughs> Lou. 
Rugrats was motherfucking out here. And then Susie was black, and her whole family was black excellence. Her daddy was working for the W Bears, and her mama was a doctor. Okay, so we got Chucky Finster, Angelica Pickles. Tommy Pickles. Um, Tommy Pickles. Lillian DeVille. Okay, so Lil and Phil DeVille. What is that? That feels Italian. It's French, I think. Is it DeVille? Yeah, probably. Wait. Susie Carmichael. It might be Italian. Uh, Kimmy Finster. Oh, Chucky's little sis. And Deal Pickles. Stu Pickles, Deal Pickles, Dee Dee Pickles, Drew Pickles, Grandpa Lou Pickles, (laughs) Charlotte Pickles. Betty and Howard DeVille, Randy Carmichael, Lulu Pickles, Boris Kropotkin. Yeah, that was uh, Dee Dee's uh, dad. Timmy McNulty, Edwin Carmichael, Elaine Robinson, Jonathan Kraskel, Minka Kerpactor. <laughs> Bro, yo. There's some motherfucking ethnic names up in this bitch. That is crazy. It's so weird to think about, like, the, the, shit that the subtle wokeness <laughs> the shit that they poured into us right and now people are like why are we always about diversity nigga you grew up <laughs> learning about diverse culture literally when you think about all the shows that we watched they were all diverse as fuck but hey. damn we didn't went down a rabbit hole I know we started talking about Christmas you know? <laughs> damn okay so that was that, that wraps up the war on Christmas and everything that stems from it <laughs> right things that I did promise that I was going to do is we were going to talk about our favorite Christmas songs. So, uh, I want you to name five, and then I'm going to name five, and then we're going to agree on a couple others, and we're going to make a playlist. Okay. Number one top is everybody's most annoying Christmas song ever, and that's Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. Um, Joy to the World by Whitney Houston, because mm-hmm. that bitch can sing. Um, Chestnuts oh. by Tank. Oh, that nigga can sing as well. Mm. Um, who else on my list? Uh, I don't know if y'all know or if y'all sleeping, but BB and CC Winans had a yes. whole Christmas album, yes. and classic. that shit jumps. That shit is classic. <laughs> I'm just gonna fun. say that whole album is gonna be my number four. And then um we don't talk enough about how dope CC is as a singer. Bro. And then she's gorgeous too. Yes. Um Carol of the Bells by Destiny's Child. Mm. I'm glad we are on two different waves cuz these are my five. <laughs> oh, that one. Okay, one more. Okay. The one ugh, it's like a quartet. It's the old school Take six. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas with the old white men. And I, 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 I'm dreaming 
double wide. Bop, bop. Christmas. Oh, the one that hobo up. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I know exactly what that is. That shit gives about. me crunk as fuck. <laughs> okay. So I got a different kind of Christmas uh list. You got a crunkmas. <laughs> a crunkmas. <laughs> Trapmas. All right. Uh, number one is Santa Claus Goes Straight to the Ghetto by James Brown. Oh my God. And then I got Christmas by Chuck Berry, which is always a dope song. Come on, Chuck Berry. Got uh, Santa Claus Wants Some Lovin' okay. by Albert King. Okay, okay. Backdoor Santa by Clarence Carter. Okay. <laughs> and number five, oh, I'm going to six this. You got six. Number five, Players Ball by Outkast. Okay. Now, I don't know if y'all realize, but that is definitely a Christmas song. <laughs> it was on Lil Face Christmas album. Never thought of that as a Christmas song. Yes. If you listen to the lyrics, it's very much a Christmas song. He's talking about going to the package store before it closes. His day is ruined. <laughs> Gonna deck the halls and all of that. But, uh, and then my number six is, uh, one of my favorite Christmas songs, which is Christmas and Hollis Run DMC. Okay. I thought you were going to say Silent Night by The Temptations. That, that, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer <laughs> by The Temptations is my shit also. <laughs> um, Damn, we both got some black ass songs. On we here. do. All right, what is uh? Damn, we do got some black ass. Um, I got a whole playlist over here. So, oh, I got sixty song playlists. Let me run through. Bro, I got a. I think I got you beat. All right, let me, let me, let me. I got a. Woo! I got a three hundred twenty four song playlist. But you gotta have a lot of uh, multiples on there. Well, most of them are like just whole albums, just all on one playlist. Okay. Like, um, I got Drew Hill on here. Damn. I got, of course, Mariah. I got that. Um, the uh, so I think the Whitney Houston one was from um Preacher's, Preacher's Wife. Wife. I got a uh, Fred Hammond, BB and CC. Mm. I got some Earth, Wind and Fire mixed through here. Some Luther Vandy. Um, Stevie Wonder Someday at Christmas with Andre that, Day. That was, a, that was one of my... That I didn't say. Um, Let me think of some of... Oh, Christmas in Harlem by Mr. Kanye West. It's one of my favorite. You never heard that? It's got Tiana on it. I don't think so. I'm going to have to edit this, but... The Good Fridays. Oh, this is it? the... This is the second Good Friday. Is the one when they had uh, the good, the good music album. Okay. The one with uh, Click and Mercy and all that. Mm-hmm. That was around that time. I definitely must have skipped over that. Um, have yourself a merry little Christmas by Tamar, bro. Her voice for for that song was perfect. My favorite version of that is uh, Frank Sinatra's version. Okay, okay. That's definitely a classic. Um, we're just going to run through a couple of the classics. Uh, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, Brenda Lee. Listen, classics, though, instrumental-wise, Trans-Siberian motherfucking orchestra. You went white, white. <laughs> <laughs> Trans-Siberian orchestra got the lit Christmas playlist. 
uh, the Brian Seltzer Orchestra is my uh, go-to on uh, white orchestras because it's a little rocky. <laughs> it's a little uh, rockabilly. Um, Linus and Lucy by Vince Gravaldi, which is most known as the Charlie Brown song. You know, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Santa Baby by Miss Eartha Kitt. Yes, Eartha Kitt. Uh, Merry Christmas Baby by Charles Brown. Oh, I got Kirk Franklin and the family on this hoe. Oh! <laughs> and, uh, uh, War is Over by John Lennon. Happy, uh, Christmas. Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Now, this isn't a Christmas song, but I always play it on Christmas. Gotta Give It Up by Marvin Gaye. That's the, like, you hmm. cooking with the fam and yeah. y'all just having a black-ass moment. sipping and drinking and shit. Um, also, for new school shit, um, all the shit that Tyler the Creator did for the Grinch movie is bomb as fuck. I've been skeptical about the Grinch movie. I want to see it. I just haven't seen it yet. I think I'm just nervous to see a Grinch that's not Jim Carrey. I hated the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch. Really? Like, I am a animated Grinch only. I hate Jim Carrey. I like Jim Carrey. The only Jim Carrey movie I like is Liar Liar. But, um... Pentatonix got some lit uh, Christmas. I fucking hate them. I'm just striking out over here. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Pentatonix. I'm striking out over here. I got some non-traditional Christmas songs. Um, this is this is for like the walk down the street that you take with your cousins. <laughs> um, the Cushion OJ album "Up" by Wiz Khalifa in the in the cut. Um, yeah. Uh. Those are traditional Christmas cousin songs for me. Let me see. I have a couple of those also at the end of mine. Let me let me play a little snippet of this BB and CC though because we got we have to edit this out. So we just we gonna put a, a list of it. Yeah, uh, I need y'all to know. Yeah, we used to cook to that shit. Um. non-traditional Christmas song it's a, a lot of instrumentals but Green Sleeves by John Coltrane Quartet yes. is the shit yes 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 um what else my favorite song that we used to play in band for Christmas was um Carol of the Bells and Um, Jesus, I can't think of it. Our Christmas concerts used to be lit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Especially okay. in high school when we really knew what the fuck we was doing with instruments. Oh, oh we were instrumenting, instrumenting. <laughs> like middle school. Mm. Maybe not. Um. Okay, so I'll put a, a link to the Spotify playlist. I'll also write it out. I'm so gonna you send you this. Um. <laughs> I'm just going to send you this this playlist that I got. Mm-mm-mm. A 300 song Christmas playlist. It was created by Philip Knoll. Who the fuck is that? 
Um, I don't know, but <laughs> I was just looking for Christmas playlists. Oh, you cheated then. I built my own. Well, see, I had, but the thing about it was I had, I was looking through a lot and I was looking for like <laughs> all the shit that I want. Research. Listen here. Okay. It took me like two hours. And then one of my homegirls was like, oh, check out this dude. And I was like, he got all the shit that I want, but in one place. So I don't have to do nothing. Bomani has a very good uh, Christmas uh, list. Bomani well. Jones? Mm-hmm. Like, he, he used to be a music critic before he did sports and stuff. Hmm. So, like, and he knows, like... He's just a jack of all trades. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Uh, let's go to Christmas movies. Christmas movies. Like, what's your, like, go-to, like, Christmas movie? Definitely the animated Grinch. Okay. Definitely Preacher's Wife. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 Home Alone, the OG, mm-hmm. um, the Kringles, that that little claymation shit that they yeah. used to do on ABC Family. Yeah, I don't know what the real title is. I know what you're talking about. Um, I feel like it's another one. Christmas Story. No, I never really, really, I never really got into that the way other people did. Hmm. What is the other main one we used to always fucking watch? Oh, me and my sister used to always watch Princess Diaries. Is that a Christmas movie? It's not, but it's just <laughs> That's like, just y'all I got movie. it for Christmas one year when oh. I was in my little teens. And like, we just watched it all the time and every Christmas. I never realized how I got older that Whitney Houston produced that. Princess Diaries? Yeah. She was the executive producer. But I didn't know that either. I just found that out not long ago. Damn. I don't be knowing shit out here. <laughs> um. Okay, I have listed Christmas movies. Okay, for the non-traditional Christmas. Well, I'll start with the most traditional one of all time. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. That is my favorite Christmas movie. What is that? It's the one with uh, J- Jimmy Stewart, James Stewart, where we watched it in seventh grade at Riverton, where he tries to kill himself and then the angel saves him and he goes and wonders and wish he was never born. You've never seen? I'm Googling. I'm Googling. I'm Googling. Mr. Potter. (laughs) That's the most famous Christmas movie ever. Frank Capra. I don't remember. But they made us watch it in Coach Black's class. It's got a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Like, especially for the era it came out. And it still holds up pretty good. Mm-mm. I don't remember. But, uh... Okay. Um... Edward Scissorhands is one of my favorite Christmas wow, movies. Wow, I never thought... I'd just... i be forgetting that it was, like, Christmas season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Another non-traditional one. Uh... Trading Places is also one of my favorite Christmas movies. Trading Places. Who's With in that? Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, where they switch places. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> mm. I, have to, I be having to see shit. That's a classic movie, even though. Yes, yes, yes. Even though yes. Uh, there is one scene that doesn't hold up well. And that's when Dan Aykroyd is in blackface playing a uh, mm. Jamaican 
Shabuya, 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 Shaba, Shabuya, 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 Shaba. It has an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Just still not terrible. Friday after next. Yes, Friday after next. Yes. Um, This is one that apparently I didn't realize for cultural reasons that this was a uh, a favorite Christmas movie, but Christmas Vacation. Because I didn't see that till I was about 20 years old. Which one is that? Because it's too many vacations. It's Johnson Family Vacation. It's... Uh, you went to the blackest one first. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's literally based on the white one. <laughs> the one with Chevy Chase in there. Uh, All the the damn kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why Chevy Chase always be in the movies with the damn kids? Because Chevy Chase was like the Kevin Hart of white American. He's 80s. like the fa- the yeah. daddy figure though. It's okay. him and Bill Murray are in like every movie in the eighties and Dan Aykroyd. Um. Is coming to America considered Christmas? I always watch it with my family around Christmas, but I don't know if it's technically a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Can't forget all the weirdos' favorite Christmas movie at the Nightmare Before Christmas. No, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. Not before Christmas. I ain't trying to have nothing to fuck with my spirit. Um, <laughs> you could tell somebody was raised oh, in the church. Polar Express. That's yeah. that's one of the newer ones. I think that's a sweet movie. It is. Um, also, I loved that that book as a child. That was one of my favorite children's books. I'm gonna have to name like a cheesy one because it wasn't like that great of a movie. But of course, this Christmas with um, I I like that movie. It's Chris not Brown. That... And then I should have said his for the song. His rendition of this Christmas, he sings the hell out of that. But it ain't better than Donny Hathaway. You're right, but still. He did good. Hang oh. on, I miss Okay, we're going to transition now <laughs> to something that's close to that. But, all right, one second. I did, I did, we didn't talk about this last week and as soon as I was leaving I thought man we really should have talked about this and it was that young nigga Jacquees saying that he the king of R&B it's been some development since that happened so I'm glad we didn't talk about it last week it's a no for me dog gonna be a no for me dog too <laughs> um, first off you can't be the king of some shit when I don't know one what of your original you songs. You other than thief. other than B E D, yeah, and you're the only wait. Talk about Jacquees or uh, Jay Holiday. B E no Jay Holiday had I'ma put you to bed, yeah. but Jacquees had in a B E D. Oh, uh, that's him. Uh-huh. Okay, I guess I do uh-huh. know. No, you wanna. Uh, that's all I know him for. <laughs> I guess I do know that song. But fuck Jacquees. Um, Seriously. Second of all, you the way you tried to steal Ella May's album, a king would. I mean, Ella May's song "Trip." A king would never do that. Never, 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 never. You um, gotta be original, bro. Now I do like the fact that all these sensitive ass R and B niggas are in their R and B feelings. And they coming out the woodwork saying that they a king. Or if they ain't the king, they know who the kings are and they one of the kings. So, uh, speaking of which, we didn't talk about 
Mr. J Holiday, who I literally forgot was alive, <laughs> coming out of the woodwork and uh, getting on a video talking, naming all these people. The first uh, King R&B sold twenty million off his first album. I don't know who the fuck he's talking. About. I don't know who he's talking about either. Uh, several. <laughs> I, I'm assuming he's talking about Bobby Brown, maybe. I was thinking either him or R. Kelly. Did twelve come out? I mean, was that a twenty? I don't know. Just so many. And then he was talking about uh, Chris Brown was one of them, whatever. And Usher, I guess, was the other one. But and then uh, I want to say like Tyrese and um, who else Tank came in? out and said some shit. I was definitely thinking Tank could. Um, could he could make it because he wrote a lot of good songs. Easily too. make make the you argument. can make the case that Tank or. A name that I didn't see, Genuine. Brian McKnight. Yes. You could definitely make a case that Brian McKnight was a king of R&B at one point. Now, on this Jay Holiday shit, when that girl asked him, was he the ballet? I <laughs> fucking died. <laughs> Bro. And then he did that. Uh, no, nah, this is a, a Gucci. What he had say? to do the. I, I want to say humble brag, but not really. He was like, "Nah, ain't no valet and no Gucci coat." He's like, "Bro, that's a weird flex, but okay." <laughs> uh, like, bro, I forgot Jay. Like Jay Holiday, literally, has just as much right to say he's the king of R and B as Jacquees. Yeah, because he was hot for two songs. That's it. Cause after uh, Suffocate came out, I ain't hear shit from you, nigga. Wasn't interested. And you came out uh, my freshman year of college, which is the prime. I'm trying to fuck everything on site, so Literally. I need motivation. Literally, <laughs> it's, it's, I think is when we were all exploring our sexualities deeper. Right, and I don't remember you. <laughs> <laughs> you did not contribute to any of my sexual experiences. So therefore, you cannot be the king of R and B. Okay. <laughs> Like literally, I gotta have memories, dog. I think honestly, that's part of the criteria to be the king of R and B. Is you got to have some sexual shit. You got to have some be, some Marvin Gaye up in there. It's got to be a sexual thing, or it's got to be a reminiscent of a more innocent crush that you had. Mm-hmm. It definitely has to be real love heavy. Or like that's really why last king R and B is Chris Brown. Yeah. Because we have moments in high school to Chris Brown music. Bro, can we talk about, yo, excuse me, miss? Uh, I heard that song the other day, and it took me back to... Run it? Back when uh, Brandon Williams used to reenact that in the, <laughs> in the cafeteria. Brandon Williams was a fucking nut. <laughs> I miss him. That dude was wilding. Keep doing his shit right now, though. Yeah, I'm proud of him. Um. So... Who all right? Here's the short list of kings of R and B that I came up with. Mm-hmm. This is the person that I think is actually the king of R and B, and we have completely just got rid of him. R Kelly. Oh yeah. R Kelly's body of work is up there with Michael Jackson and Prince. Yeah, absolutely. I just gotta cancel your ass though. Yeah, we ain't fucking with okay. with Mr. Kelly. Also, then we got Teddy Riley. True. Who created a whole genre of music. True. 
we got Mr. Bobby Brown. True. Uh, Usher Raymond the Fourth. Usher, baby. Because before Chris Brown's run, Usher had grown men out there <laughs> buying his albums. Like, man, you got that confession. Bro, yeah. we was singing Usher in fucking fourth grade. If you start talking about seven o'clock on the dot in my drop top not knowing what the fuck that was <laughs> i didn't know what the hell a drop top was but Wait, i was singing that, at home that came out i think our fifth grade year because i think 8701 came out i remember still being grade. at riverton elementary i got a real pretty, pretty i remember still being at riverton elementary um 8701 i think came out our eighth grade year because uh No, seventh grade, because you remind me, I went to NYSP in seventh grade, and this guy got up there and sang it to his crush. So that is definitely seventh grade. <laughs> Bruh, you got to have moments, bro. That's what I'm saying. Ooh, wow. Get you a nigga that's going to sing, you remind me, um, at 13. Which, at the same time, you remind me, is kind of a disrespectful song. Yeah, it is. But it's Ursher, baby. Um, so we got Usher, Chris Brown. For a newer school, I'm gonna go ahead and add Miguel to it. Yes, definitely Miguel. Because Miguel gonna be on many a wedding playlist for the rest of our fucking life. I honestly really wish we could put Roe James on there, but his body of music is not extensive enough. I feel like you gotta have at least three albums. Yeah. And you got to have at least one certified on a wedding playlist song. Yeah. Um, who else? I wouldn't put The Weeknd on there. No. Not for R&B. He's more pop to me. Which is also the same reason you couldn't put somebody like Bruno Mars or somebody on there. Mm -mm. Or you couldn't. That's why you also couldn't put Michael Jackson or Prince really on there. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, who else? Who, 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 who else? Um, Damn, do we name them all? Casey and JoJo are up there. Because if you add in all the Jodeci work. Now, they had a hot moment. But they you got to add a real jo- hot moment. But no, their, their duet shit. I mean, they're. What are two people called? A duo. Their yeah. duo career. And then their Jodeci <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah. Together, that got to add up to something. You're right. Um, who else? Or who can we like? Legitimate we said, kings. We said Brian McKnight. Take. Oh, all right. This is what I was leading to. Oh shit. So, one of my favorite artists of all time, who just had a a, a big anniversary, his thirtieth anniversary of his uh, first album, Mr. Keith Sweat. Yes. Now there was some shit posted. <laughs> Now, Keith Sweat was at, I think it was Atlanta. They had like the little Christmas concerts, whatever. So TMZ came up to Keith Sweat and they asked him about the king of R&B thing. And so Keith Sweat said, I'm the king of making, of getting the back. Jacquees, young dumbass, heard (laughs) them ask about king. And he ran up to the camera and said, I'm the king of R&B. 
uh, Keith Sweat's the king of his generation, but 25 and under, I'm the king of. Yeah, he said 16 and 25. I was like, and then he just walked off. I was like, man. And Keith Sweat looked like he wanted to choke that nigga. <laughs> yeah, he did. And like his people definitely had to coerce him back into to walk into his dressing room. Like, come on, nigga, don't entertain this. And love. then Jacquees can't know the danger that his little young dumb ass is in because that's what you look dumb. Or he might nigga. have. That might have been why he bounced so quick. Because when they interviewed him, Tank and uh, Keith Sweat, Tigger was asking uh, Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat was all old school uncle uh, mode and was like, "Yeah, I was." He explained what happened, and then Jacquees was like, "I apologize, <laughs> but still, I'm the king of R&B right now." And then Keith Sweat was like. I'm just gonna quit talking. Like Keith Sweat looked like he wanted to punt Jacquees. He probably across did. The, look, I don't know if y'all niggas know, but Keith Sweat is not somebody to be messed with <laughs> because that nigga's from old school Harlem. <laughs> he uh, he definitely looked like he could still kick your ass. He looked like he could still square up. He's in good shape still. And apparently, he used to be a stockbroker in the '80s. And so if you've been you, out here hustling, hustling. And if you know anything about stockbrokers in the 80s, they snorted a lot of coke. Yeah, they did. And the last thing you want to run up on is a coked up uh, six foot something uh, dude named Keith. Because <laughs> <laughs> Keith will knock your young ass out. Wall Street ass nigga. And who going to do something? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> he going to make it last forever. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah fuck jockeys bro like you bro like and then like i get that that's but what what kills it even more is he got this slaw ass video of him fucking singing so motherfucking off key online yes i'm finna find it and then somebody was like is this your king (laughs) that was me i feel like i started that wave and then kev on stage put a video up saying the same thing and i was like oh man I can't claim it no more. Um, but yeah, make it last forever, bro. <laughs> this nigga cannot. See. He's he's always flat. He be having eighty two fucking key changes. The worst runs of any fucking like runs that just don't make sense. <laughs> What? And the look on his face is like he really just know he's singing. He not. Be like, nigga, you bet not close your eyes. <laughs> I want to read the comments to this video. What? Alright, you gotta stop it. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Like, sir, your shit is so fucking whack. You know how bad Keith Sweat probably is if he heard that bullshit. <laughs> you think do you Keith think- Sweat probably would throw his phone if he saw that? Yo. You ever see the episode of Wayne's Brothers where Marlon goes on? tour with Keith Sweat in one of them church plays uh-uh. and Keith Sweat get tired of Marlon is like I'm fed up with this 
I probably have because I feel like I've seen every episode of the Wayans Brothers, but I don't remember. Because he see, you know, he takes the mic from Keith Sweat. He's like, when Jesus wash, <laughs> and then he just be an extra like Marlon is, and uh, Keith Sweat walks off. I remember when Keith Sweat came here. I think like two years ago, Wendy wanted to go. And she was like, you got to go with me. I was like, no, why would you want to go to Key Sweat? She's like, I'll be the only white person there. I'm like, you probably won't. Doubt that, boo-boo. <laughs> it's a whole generation of kids made off Key Sweat. <laughs> Do you hear me? He made that shit last. <laughs> Forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nancy Pelosi is, for lack of a better word, a bad bitch. Uh, the baddest. Yo, like the true queen she is. She went toe to toe with that dragon <laughs> in the White House. Ice her out. And then when she walked out with that bomb ass fucking coat Bruh, on, putting them sunglasses, them sunglasses on. on. Giving us motherfucking Matrix vibes. Yo, like a flyer and a winter. <laughs> like just like just flexing, bouncing up and down on the, in them heels. A more powerful on a winter. With her hands in the dope ass jacket. Not giving a fuck. Even Chuck Schumer was like, that's a bad bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she got big dick energy for fucking <laughs> years, bro. <laughs> Like when she told Trump, <laughs> do not for once categorize my power. Ooh. Like, yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> yes, feminism. Like, she was going in. And that old dragon was fucking just hating. And then, like, they straight baited him into saying that if it shuts down, it's on him. Like, Anybody that doubted that uh, Nancy Pelosi needs to be the leader of the House, um, she step, uh, step back. Yeah, she she definitely watch, proved that she needs to be where she's at. Watch a queen work. Bow down, bitches. And she might be seventy eight, but that's bad, bitch. Yeah, this is she does not look seventy eight. They showed a, a video of her marching in an AIDS awareness walk in the eighties. She was fine. She was. Fine. Listen, white people, if you do the right thing, you'll age yes. properly. I, we keep yes. trying to tell y'all. We're trying to get y'all to the Cicely Tyson <laughs> level of aging. <laughs> like this upper echelon, like supreme being. Activism is the way to go for your skin. If you act right, your skin act right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, let's get on a little political tip, I guess. Um, you said you didn't see where Russia was. Um, okay. So. Yeah, I'm going to leave this to you because I, I have no talking points for this. Um, okay. What happened was um, they've been investigating Russia's uh, meddling in the 2006 election cycle. Mm-hmm. What they have come to find out is that Russia overwhelmingly targeted African-Americans. And try to d- either discourage them from voting or supporting people who didn't have a shot against Hillary Clinton. Like, 
Bernie Sanders, who, despite what all you Bernie bros think, he still would have lost if they had changed the rules to the way you want it. Mm-hmm. And Jill Stein also. And then also, they, they, they created a lot of fake accounts, including one that was called Blackstagram mm-hmm. on IG. Mm-hmm. And it had 303,663 followers. Mm-hmm. And they made Facebook ads that targeted at people whose interests were Black History, mm-hmm. the Black Panther Party, mm-hmm. and Malcolm X. So basically, I think what people should understand and and really take into account of why, like, collusion is such a big deal and, right. and, and um, illegal as fuck. Is because it doesn't just have to do with like votes, right? It it goes so much You're, deeper. They they were literally sowing the <laughs> seeds of aggression against pitting Americans against Americans. Mm-hmm. And here's another example: they also were making pages called Blue Lives Matter. So you know when you would see on Facebook people reposting this shit, that was Russian uh, bots and. Uh, the uh, it was called the Internet Internet Research Agency. They created eighty one Facebook pages. Thirty of them went sh- thirty of them targeted blacks. One point two million followers followed one of these pages. Damn. Twenty five of them targeted right wing. One point four million followers followed these pages. Damn. So you're not even thinking about the re posting of this information so you're sowing these seeds out here and seven of them were to the political left which was 689,000 far less than the others right so the question is and then also black turnout in the election cycle 2016 went down for the first time in 20 years Hmm. so elections have consequences Therefore, people that meddle in our elections should have consequences, including he who should not, should not be mentioned. The other thing that I think we have to focus on is that it's like fake news is a real thing. It's not what he who should not be mentioned uses as where if you disagree. I'm talking about the, you know, like on Twitter where we see the people that are impersonating black people Mm -hmm. and it's easy to tell that they're not actual black people. Mm -hmm. Like the, uh, the one that had that spelled Kool-Aid (laughs) C-O-O-L-A-I-D. First off, no niggas ever go misspelled Kool-Aid. Oh, never. (laughs) And if y'all didn't catch that joke, Kool-Aid is spelled with a K. Please no. Just like barbershops, <laughs> anytime cut is in it, it has a K. You know it's black. <laughs> or it has a Z in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Niggas is running this shit. <laughs> ah. So, uh, but yeah, it's a lot of... On Twitter, people have, have been posting before this New York Times article even came out about people impersonating black women to make them have hate against black men. At first, people were just like, this is just some hotep shit. But no, come to realize that, like, the seeds of mistrust among black people have been 
actual things that people have been trying to exploit. Hmm. So, like, sometimes when you see those Twitter articles, you're like, who the fuck would ever say that? Might be a bot or mm. might be a, a Russian or somebody. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, like, this shit is, like, one, um, I fell down a rabbit hole, I think, two weeks ago. And I was on Twitter and somebody had, like, I searched uh, Blexit, which is that old... Uh, strangely attractive but still ugly in the soul Candace Owens uh her uh, her political thing of black people exiting the uh, democratic party so I was like I hadn't heard none of her foolishness in a while me me neither I was like let me see what's popping ever since Kanye canceled her she went away I noticed that too so I searched it and I found this account that was a promoting interracial dating which is nothing wrong with that but it made me think that this person wasn't an actual black person or a white person in a relationship with black people Mm. but they were trying to convince uh, black men to leave the democratic party and become black conservatives wow and so I started reading their timeline and then I went to their blog and it was just a lot of anti-black women bullshit. Wow, this shit is deep, bro. Yeah, like, this shit is real. The fact that people have, like, started studied up on, like, the, the discrepancies within the black community. And tried to exploit it. It's That's essentially what COINTELPRO did. That shit is With the Black sick. Panther Party. That is so sick. Where they, the CIA sent operatives to try to split up the Black Panther Party and other black liberation groups to sow the seeds of mistrust and eventually jail them. It's, History repeats itself. It's because they know that there's power in numbers and they, yeah. just, they just don't want to be outnumbered. And they know we've been conditioned to not trust other black people. It's the house nigga field nigga thing. Yeah. Crabs in a barrel. Yeah, this is getting ho tappy. <laughs> Next. <laughs> All right. What's going on here? So, as many of you know, I am a former Kanye West stan. And very recently former. I mean, why you gotta bring that shit up? Like just saying, just saying, just saying. I mean, it happened within the last year and it may have I may have reneged on my renouncement after uh Kid C Ghost came out. I was like, oh no, I'll fuck with this shit. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you slid back. On one of the episodes I even say, Well, MAGA uh Kanye is at least in, at least making these beats great again. Hey, you got nominated Can't for Grammy. Can't disagree with that. Hey, but uh, so Kanye uh, started tweeting on Saturday. Well, I think it was Friday. All this stuff about Drake and about how apparently Kanye had never heard sicko mode <laughs> until the last week. And that shit blew that motherfucker's mind. He know he fucking lying. I don't know, bro, but I never even caught that. How Someone can you that, escape it? 
That nigga live in the bubble. Travis Scott is fucking Kylie's baby daddy. Like, how can you escape sicko mode? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? As much as a Kardashian that Kanye is, you know good and goddamn well. Kanye's been going through a lot, Kim. I'm just saying. <laughs> so to say, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's, it's two levels of being done with Kanye. Those that are like, maybe if I hold out hope, and then, nah, fuck that nigga. <laughs> Kim is, fuck that nigga. <laughs> I am. I mean, you over here. I guess, fuck that nigga. Giving him the benefit of the doubt and shit. Nah. Like, yo, Kanye needs his medicine, man. And then he, then, all right, so he was ranting about Drake and about how Drake was taking money out of uh, food out of his. What the rant, though, is what I need to know. I don't know. Oh, he, they said that it was because somebody sent him asking if Kanye wanted to clear the sample for Say You Will, uh-huh. which is on, um, so far gone mixtape mm-hmm. the speculation is that drake is about to put out his mixtapes on itunes and other streaming services so he had to get the samples cleared or maybe he get a, he'll put them on vinyl which would be dope as fuck but hey <laughs> i'm being selfish um <laughs> Calm so down. so kanye uh allegedly I received a text from somebody saying, was he going to clear the samples? And Kanye went on this whole rant saying, no, this is a wrestling, bro. This is clearly fake. People are smiling your face and all this other shit. And then he said that uh, Drake just called me on all this shit. And so he, then later he tweeted, Drake called me. I'm still not clearing the sample with crying eyes. Like, and then he was like, Drake, you can call and threaten me all you want. And then he started going on this thing saying how Drake threatened Kanye's life on sicko mode. I mean. It... Threatened his life. Because, you know, Drake lives down the street from Kanye. But threatened his life. You know, the line on sicko mode where uh, to the uh, right, cut the light. Talk about running up on somebody. Okay. Cut the light or cut his cut him out the spotlight. Right. But and then Kanye was making Take reference fame. to how, you know, those people jumped uh Pusha T in yeah. Toronto. And Kanye was saying that Drake's out here jumping people and all this other shit. It's like on some like this this motherfucker this is, is manic like as fuck. Some hip hop conspiracy. It is, but that's why forensic like, files ass I shit. I fucked around and I listened to Joe Budden's podcast, and he was roasting the fuck out of Kanye. Good for his being afraid of Drake. Good. And then <laughs> he was like, "What if Drake kills Kanye?" And then. Then he starts laughing, and then he starts playing Murder to Excellence, and I was dying laughing. Like, that dude is wild as fuck. Murder to Excellence is my jam. The idea of Drake killing <laughs> Aubrey Aubrey Graham. Drake Graham killing Kanye Omari West is the most absurd thing and that just shows how trash 2018 actually has been out motherfucking landish 
like just wow i just i just he was doing so much on twitter and i really hate that people with his personality when they're going through shit like this like him and Nicki minaj and donald trump like the first thing they want to do is fucking everybody. get on twitter and i hate that shit i'm like handle the handle at least half of this shit first before you just start like thumb thugging like it's just like little rail said like bro you need a, a journal for this this is things you tell your journal you tell this to god right. nigga, and nobody this is, else this is between you and god my g this is none of our business and i don't and then because what is this gonna do for us nothing, besides make just, us anticipate drake's shit even more but that's the thing, man. Like Kanye is scared of Drake, and it's too late. And man. it's very apparent. Yeah, but it's like, but why? Like they they both have had so much great success. Because Kanye feels like Drake no matter, is not taking from Kanye. But Kanye thinks that if everybody ain't on his dick, then you are taking food out of his family's mouth. Because he's a narcissist. Also, uh, what what happened to I don't need your pussy, bitch. I'm on my own dick. Well, he's still on his dick, riding hard. But but get your own shit. Like, stop <laughs> worrying about everybody else. But all right, here's another conspiracy theory. <laughs> what if he who should not be mentioned is the one that sent Kanye West to start tweeting random shit because he knows he's about to go to jail for collusion, aka treason. No. Not even a little bit. No. Why are you trying to stop <laughs> this shit from being dope as fuck? <laughs> I'm just, I don't subscribe to those kinds of, of mindsets. You, you honestly don't think that no. they're in colludes. Mm-hmm. Or every now and then when Nicki Minaj wants to bust off, Donald Trump is the reason. Oh, this is something else we gotta talk about. Oh, shit. Um... Guys, as a word of advice, if a woman breaks up with you, mm. don't show up at her job and and try to get the crowd to demand to take her back for you uh, for her to take you back after you didn't embarrass this woman. That shit is so toxic, so ashy, and so young. That that really makes me realize how young they are. So cringeworthy. Bro, and she was not having it. She wasn't. She was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not trying to do this with you right here. Like, really, nigga? <laughs> like, we can handle our shit why, later. <laughs> why? What professional group of organizers would think it was a good idea to let the estranged husband of your headliner on the stage with her? Now I'm not saying that uh that he was he would do something to Cardi. I'm not saying anything like that, but just as a business practice, that's not a good look, bro. Yeah, it's like really you not. honestly don't know why they split up. We assume that it's all because of the cheating. But what if for some reason he was uh abusive to her? Because ever since she said she was done, and she looked like she was done, because anytime a woman is really fed up and goes like that, and goes that hard that she is fed up, she is done. 
This is true. She he's, gave, he's lost his power. Right. And so. And so he's trying to reinforce his power. And plus. In all the wrong ways. Yeah, man. So, somebody like. Amanda somebody, Seals had a bit on Instagram. Did you see it? Uh-uh. Oh, let me pull it up. Like somebody should have told him like, nah, this ain't a good look, bro. Like, I remember when I would do stupid shit. Like, See, that's the thing is he has too many men behind him with the same mindset that are just hyping him up instead of... It's just like when the game was like, she should him. take him back immediately. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all of that basically sums up all of my thoughts. Like, you, you feel like you have so much power in this situation that you don't even care what she got going on you going to interrupt a whole motherfucking show and it's going to be okay just to get what you want yet again. Like from day one, you just been trying to get what the fuck you want without consideration for her. And beforehand, okay. Y'all were in a relationship. It wasn't a marriage, but it's a marriage. Now it's way more of a bigger responsibility for you as her husband to consider her in every move that you make. So you out here not fucking but entertaining these bitches <laughs> is so inconsiderate and for you to be the one that fucked up the shit but then gonna try to come and fuck up her shit just to get her back you gonna fuck up her shit even further you done already fucked up her world she just had your damn baby like y'all have a new fresh ass child and you doing this shit are you this is what I cannot stand about ain't shit baby daddies like y'all don't know or maybe you know but you just don't care because you can't relate but women's bodies go through so fucking much but especially when they are pregnant so the audacity of a nigga to let a woman not let a woman but to but to have a child with a woman and then treat her like shit when she ain't done nothing but held you down just like really pisses me off because i'm like bro she just stated your seed like she she brought your human into this world are you kidding me like the utter disrespect i just i just it just and then the nigga not even cute enough to be out here doing all this shit like oh. he better be glad he got money so I'm, that's, a, I'm a rebuttal to this so only cute niggas can do fucked up shit yeah yeah <laughs> damn that, and that's, that goes into that whole thing of you gotta date who you're attracted to so even when they piss your ass off at least you could be like okay like I'm mad at you but I can still fuck with you because I'm attracted to you how is that not just as problematic as everything It probably else? is, but still. It's not probably. It is. Uh, you got to be attracted to who you fucking with. Now, she could be attracted no, to him all, saying, you, that, all she can. But I'm saying the idea that she would just be like, it's not okay for you, ugly nigga, to do fuck boy shit. <laughs> but you, a uh, good looking nigga, yeah, you could do fuck boy shit. It's not okay for And I'm going to be nigga. okay about it. It's not okay for because any Because you nigga. find, like... What I'm saying is when you're in a relationship with someone and you're attracted to them, it is easier for you to let shit slide because of your attraction. Not saying that it's right, but to me, Offset is ugly as hell. I think that not to uh, <laughs> so, act like a, a, not to do a binary thing sexually, but I do think that that is a war of a woman ideal. 
A nigga drop a fucking girl left, right. She can be Beyonce. That's the real fucked up shit. If Beyonce cheated on Beyonce. Jay, he'd be like, bitch, get the fuck out of my face. It has been Beyonce. Beyonce, at one point, Jay Z was not giving a damn about Beyonce. Yeah, but I'm saying, like. If at, she actually was the one that was doing the dirt, he cut that. He cut her all we the way know, off. I know, because men are so emotional and so. Um, yeah, but but hyper masculine. But we, yeah, but can't we, nobody do them wrong. But it don't matter what. True, they but do at the people. same time, a man for the most part, if he do some shit like that, he just gonna run her name in the dirt and just get far away from me as possible. Women be like. They just go stick with it and then bring that shit up every fucking blue moon. Like, well, you were fucking these bitches. <laughs> I'm, we shopping for Christmas gifts. What are you talking about? Yeah. You get these hoes Christmas gifts? <laughs> like, damn. That's the real reason I couldn't be with somebody who cheated on me. Every time I see them, I'd be like, yo, bro. But that that just, <laughs> bro, <laughs> the mindset though that that offset is the offset is honestly like I'm I know somebody right now who just broke up with somebody that they were with for eleven years because they cheated on her and this man had like some kind of like super rare condition to where like certain foods just really fucked with his pores and like. If he ate certain shit, his pores would just be like wide open and he would get sick easily. Like he had a super rare condition. So she took care of his ass for 11 years and he cheated on her and did not end well. He started stalking her basically when she broke up with him Damn. for cheating on her after she took care of him for 11 years. Love is blind. <laughs> it will take over your mind. I mean, what you think is love is really not. You need to elevate and find. Talk about fatal attraction. Yeah. Please. Okay, so I'm not going to have to edit much off this. But Turn I do want to end on somewhat sad note, and I'm going to try to cheer it up. So, um, we lost Penny Marshall today. If you don't know, she. And what? Nancy Wilson. Yeah, Nancy Wilson last also, week. Last week, uh, Penny Marshall was uh, Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. She also was married to Rob Reiner for a long time. Who's Rob Reiner? Meathead from All in the Family. Oh, and the director. <laughs> he became a director too. All but in the Family. Penny Marshall became a director. She directed Big with Tom Hanks, A League of Their Own, and A Preacher's Wife. Turn up and uh, riding cars with boys, which was one of my first introductions to feminism. <laughs> so shout out to her, uh, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Nancy Wilson, a bona fide legend. Um, R.I.P. to everybody we lost this year. Um, uh, I don't know when we'll record next because next Monday and Tuesday is Christmas Eve and Christmas. Bro, speaking of, I got motherfucking hella days off next week. Hmm. Must be nice. Um, yeah, like I don't even know how that happened. Apparently, we get like they give us three days off during uh Christmas week, and one of them is a paid day. So I'm just like, okay, so I'm off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I'm off. Ew. 
I'm off Monday and Tuesday. Ew. Um, Jordan's birthday is on Saturday or Friday or fuck. Is it Thursday? So many birthdays coming up. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what else we got going on? Um, like I said earlier, we'll have a Zoom next week. We'll try to figure some shit out. We finna get fancy. Um. Ew. Thank you to everybody who has bought shirts and stuff, and everybody who's listening and giving reviews and submitting questions. Yes. Um. We started this shit in what April? May? When did we start this? Um, uh, May. Either way, uh, this shit's been dope so far, and thank you for everybody helping. Thank you to my beautiful co-host. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back, back again. again. Your, Your heart, heart is true. true. You're a pal and a comforter. And if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew, that's all I know. You would see the biggest gift would be the biggest gift. The biggest. (laughs) Throws wig. Bro, why is that video still Still amazing? classic. But, uh, so yeah, thank you to everybody. Also, if Wendy ever listens to these episodes, thank you to Wendy for Shout out to Wendy. Things. Um, uh, so yeah. That's it. We good. We Gucci. It was right. lit today. Lit, 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 <laughs> lit. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Turn up. And uh, Happy Kwanzaa or whatever the fuck the other nigga say. <laughs> what did Cat Williams say? Christmas Kwanzaa Hanukkah. <laughs> All right. See y'all. So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.